what's up what's up what's up it's your girl melody and i'm back at it with another episode happy wednesday happy early fourth of july it's cookout time it's time to roll up on the cookouts like hey we family right go get get you a plate you know and eat good enjoy your family enjoy your friends whoever you're choosing to spend this time with enjoy yourselves enjoy your day off if you're off if not i'm sorry enjoy the rest of the day whenever you are able to get off anywho today is a great day for me and what i'm going to be talking about today is living in the now i feel like that's something that i have definitely been cultivating over this past week is just focusing on what god has right in front of me and making the most of that while having goals, while having dreams and aspirations to be, but not getting so far into the future that I miss out on the now. So I'm going to talk through some of my experiences within just this past week. Also, just give you a few tips on how to focus on the present and not get so caught up in what you desire that you missed out on what God desires for you in the present. So buckle up. And let's dig into this discussion. Wow, what a week this has truly been. Uh, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of just thinking about where I am now and where I desire to be, just my desires in general. And um, it was it was crazy because I feel like Um, this topic came about how a lot of my preacher friends' topics come about when it comes to them delivering a message at church. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, you think going throughout the week, this is the thing that you're going to deliver to the people. And then God be like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, switch it up at the last minute. And be like, this is what they need. And so um, I think the same thing happened to me. You know, I think um, a lot of the times or a a lot of my conversations have been just living in the moment, living in the present, not so focused on the future to where you become trapped in a life that um, doesn't even exist, you know? And so I think a lot of the times for me personally, uh, thinking about the future is great, you know, because you, you know, aspire to be and want to be in different spaces and different seasons of your lives. But I think the dangerous part about that is that you think about it too much to where you feel like you're there and then you start acting like it when you're really not. Um, so I just kind of want to share with you how it's been for me and like really transitioning into the mindset of living in the moment now and just really being able to shift my focus and priorities on what God has right in front of me. So one of the biggest things that I've had to do recently was get a rid, get a rid, getting rid of uh, things attached to toxic relationships from the past. Um, So what I didn't realize, especially going through my room and just going through a whole spring slash summer cleaning, um, there's a lot of things that I have um, held on to. Uh, from past relationships that should not be in my closet at all. And I think um, what I what I didn't realize is that it was almost 
well, I would I couldn't say almost, but it was definitely equivalent to how I felt like in reality. Like there's things that I, you know, will hold on to just in case it doesn't work out or just in case God doesn't answer my prayer or just in case whatever you can fill in the blank. And I think being able to get rid of that is so freeing because why would you hold on to something that God doesn't want you to have? Um, it just makes it that much more complex and difficult for him to give you what he knows that you need. And like I said, I didn't really understand, like, or I didn't really realize, like, how strong of an attachment that it was and how it really affected, like, my relationship with God and why I was holding on to these things that didn't really have any significance to me anymore. Um, if anything, it reminded me of the relationship and, uh, you know, there wasn't, I mean, I wouldn't say that the relationship was all bad. There was a lot of just, you know, things about the relationship that was very toxic. So why am I holding on to stuff that reminds me of something that's not good for me? Um, and, I, you know, it just, it was, I'm not going to say it was easy to let go. It was not. It's not easy to let go. And I think that's just with anything, when God is, like, asking something of you, you know, it's not easy to let go. But let me tell you something. It's very rewarding when you can free yourself of something that, you know, doesn't belong to you. And I think that's what I had to get to the root of. It's like, this doesn't belong to me. This is something that I experienced. It's not going to happen again. Um, so why am I holding on to it? And like I said, you know, like I was saying before, it's like, it's a just in case. And it's like, just in case what? You know, just in case God doesn't say, God doesn't deliver on his promise like he said he does. And so that's me doubting God. Um, and it was truly convicting. So I was just like, I had to, you know, get rid of the things that, you know, reminded me of things that were toxic and were just unrighteous and it's been freeing. It's, it's allowing me to really trust in God and believe that he can and he will and he already has. Um, so that's one one big thing that I feel like has helped me to really focus on the present and focus on the now, especially in regards to my relationship with God and just really shifting my priorities on things that he has placed in front of me that um, he desires for me to do in this season. Um, another thing um, that I feel like I'm really learning and um, grasping on to and living in the moment would have to be conquering my addictions and fears. Yeah, I know I just said a mouthful. I pause purposely so that you can really take in what I just said. So, yes, conquering my fears and my addictions. So, this is in regards to desiring to date and be married and have kids of my own and, you know, that life that, you know, some of us all desire. But what I realized in having a conversation with my roommate last night was that there were so many different examples of toxic relationships growing up that... I really found myself through relationships that I was in, whether in high school or college or post-college, that they were all resembling what I had experienced. 
And even though I have been a disciple of Christ for the past six years, and God has definitely graced me with the opportunity to be able to have married friends, and I just am so grateful of how transparent they are with their lives because it's so helpful for me as a single woman and just really making sure that I am having a healthy perspective on what I desire um, when it comes to marriage and when it comes to dating and, you know, making sure that my ambitions or my motivations or my intentions are not coming from a place of loneliness or feeling alone, but my intentions and my motivation is coming from understanding that marriage is a ministry. But anywho, um, like I said, I didn't really have, like, the best or great examples of marriage, you know, growing up. And so I feel like I came ad- became addicted to toxic relationships and I became um, addicted to feeling like I always had to be with someone in order to enjoy life. And that's where I was wrong. And this past week, or even just before this past week, but I think this past week it became really clear to me of like how important it is to love yourself, to take care of yourself, and to pour into yourself, and like really allow yourself to heal from the things that uh, you've experienced in life, whether it's situations you intentionally placed yourself in, or situations that you didn't have control over at all. And so, so yesterday, so this is my birthday month, whoop, whoop, birthday is going to be in seven, no, it's not seven days, nine days. <laughs> wow, can't count. Yes, yeah, birthday on July 12th, you feel me? Um, but yes, uh, so my birthday is in nine days. And so each day I have dedicated to celebrating in some sort of way. And so yesterday I was able to take myself to dinner. And then I went to go see Toy Story 4. Yes, I went to go see Toy Story 4. And this is not a sponsored ad, but please go see it. It's really good. Um, And preferably go see it at night when there ain't no children there. So that way, less distractions. But anyways, um, that's neither here nor there. But after the movie, uh, one of my friends texted me. She was like, how was it? I was like, it was so great. But I think what... I really was um, so amazed by is the fact that I can't really count on other people to feel loved. I have to do that for myself. And if anything, my love should start with God and seeking it from Him and being fulfilled by Him and knowing that He is enough for me And if there is nobody else in this world that gives me the attention that I desire, I know that I'm getting it from God and that I will get it from myself. And just being able to, like, communicate to my friend, like, I was just so um, filled being able to just, like, go and take myself out on a date and in that way and just know that if anybody's going to love me, it's me. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's something that I definitely want to be more consistent about is just taking care of self and just loving myself 
you know, because I think that's a crucial part in whatever season God places in you. Because the person that God places you has you to be with is not your God. He's not the person that's going to fill all these voids. He's not the person that's going to complete you. It's only God that is going to be able to complete you. And that is becoming clearer and clearer and clearer by the day. Um, even in my mess-ups, even in the moments where I fall short of his glory, like God still reminds me of his unconditional and faithful love that he sent his son down here and to die for all of my sins that I've done, that I'm doing, have, will do. Like it's already all forgiven, but it doesn't mean that I have the right to continue to blatantly sin knowing that. That's me abusing the grace that he gives um, and that abuses the mercy um, as well because uh, I promise you, like, if I was in the Old Testament, I probably would have, if I was living during the Old Testament, I probably wouldn't be here today because of just all the things that I I decide to do outside of who God has called me to be, you know, this, this, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak moments. Um, but like I said, what I'm learning is that if I can get to a place where I can understand my addictions and my fears, that I can be, make myself aware of them and understand that I am not them, I am not defined by them, they are not me, and I am not them. I am God's child, I am God's daughter, and these are the truths that I've experienced or put myself in are not who I am. And I have to fight every single day to be defined by God's character and not the character of who Mela, you know, you know, define herself as and how her her environment has shaped her. So I just really, really am truly, truly grateful just for being in this space of just understanding, like, the importance of loving yourself and the importance of living in the now. Because the thing, the, the last thing that I want to do, like I briefly said in the beginning of this episode, is that I get too far in the future and that's all, that's, that's I'm just chasing the future. You know, I want to date. Now I'm dating. Oh, now I want to get married. Now I'm married. Oh, now I want to have kids. Now I have kids. Oh, now I want a house. So I got a house. So it's like I'm not able to really truly like enjoy and cherish what God has in front of me because I'm so busy on so busy on focusing on, you know, what I don't have. And I don't know what who said it. Oh, I think it was Stephen Furtick. I'm not sure if this is exactly how he said it, but I was listening to a clip that he um, was preaching about about five or six days ago. And basically, he was saying sometimes, like, we get so caught up in, like, what we don't have that we don't really place focus on what we do have. And he was talking about it in regards of, like, you know, sometimes when you feel like you're just initiating conversations so much and, you know, you feel like, you know, you you don't feel loved by a certain group of people, but, like, there are people that actually loving you. Um, and so you're so uh, conditioned to focus on what you don't have uh, versus what you do have, and it makes you ungrateful. Um, and I think that's where I'm just trying to transition into. I think gratitude is a huge part of living in the present. If you're grateful for what you have now and you understand that what you do have now is enough for, for the season that God has placed you in, you know how much more just 
much more useful that you will be for God's kingdom. Not that you're not useful at all, but, you know, when you understand that the things that you have now, that God has fully equipped you for this godly life in whatever season that you find yourself in, are you focused on godly purpose or answer your name purpose, purpose or Mella's purpose or whoever, whoever you are, answer your name. You know, and it's, it's it's very evident by the actions of your life. You know, how much are you praying? How much you how much are you acknowledging God in all of your ways, even down to what you're gonna wear each day, even down to, um, you know what, God, like these are the things that I desire, but what do you desire? You know, is this something that you even desire for me in, in this season? If not, shift my focus, God. But you know, you still know the desires of my heart. You know what I need and when I need them. Um, so yeah, and I think another big thing that I'm really discovering is, um, not comparing my past to now. And I think, um, that comes along with, um, reminiscing on what was and not being able to focus on what's now and how can I be a solution to that problem. Um, And I think that's just definitely going back to, uh, you know, desiring to lead the singles ministry. I think, you know, when I first became a disciple, I was baptized while I was in college. And, you know, we had a campus ministry, of course, and you know, at the time, it was it was what it was, you know. Uh, being on campus, I feel like you have a lot more accessibility to each other because you're on campus and, you know, you're always hanging out outside of just times where you intentionally get together and open up the Bible um, and discuss it, you know, amongst each other. But, like, when you're a single person, there's so many different things that demands your time as a single man and a single woman. And, you know, I think a lot of the times um, over the years, it just became like, it became like really stagnant. And I think there was a point where I just really felt, I, I knew that I was a part of the ministry, but I felt completely disconnected. And, you know, there was a period of time where we would just talk about dating all the time. And it's like, if we have another devotional on dating, I'm gonna lose my mind. And it's not because like I don't desire to date or any of us in the single community desire to date or not, but I think the the messages focus less on how to be a how to be you know a content man and woman of God, you know striving to have you know to be undivided in our devotion to Christ and preaching the gospel and sharing our lives with other people and making the gospel look attractive in the way that we live our lives. And so I feel like those were subtle things that were talked about, but like at the the root of it, it was always like about dating. And so I think there was one point where I was like, you know, very passionate about it, but then it just kind of turned into slick anger. And I had to really check myself and check my heart because I think when I was sharing with other people, it could have been a discouragement because, like, I am an extreme person, too, so it's, like, either zero or 100, it's no balance. But praise God, because I'm definitely finding balance now. But, um, but yeah, I think over a period of time and just my prayers changing and us going through the Circle Maker, you know, series and just really, like, 
learning about prayer and how powerful it can be and how powerful it is, um, it just started to shift. Like, my language started to shift. And, you know, how can I just be a, a solution to the problem, you know? And so that's where the desire organically came through prayer, just wanting to be uh, the, you know, lead the singles ministry and co-lead because um, there's also a brother that's interested in leading with me. Um, and how can, you know, we, you know, continue to have, push that, that energy and have that fire to want to be the ministry of men and, and women who loves God, who knows our purpose, who are unified, who is seeking to make the gospel of God look attractive with the way we live our lives the way that in the way that we treat each other. So I would say, you know, instead of dwelling on what was, figure out what how you can be a solution to what's now um, so that it could continue to be an even greater dynamic as you continue to grow into the future. And I think one of the biggest things is, is culture for any organization. And the culture that I know that I want to cultivate, that me and the brother wants to cultivate, his name is Nathan, I guess I'll just go ahead and say it. The culture that me and Nathan desire to, to cultivate is one that will continually train those um, who are under us, or not let's say under us as far as like, you know, because nobody's too young to lead in God's ministry, but... Um, for those who uh, desire to lead in that way, that there's like a continual training so that the culture won't die, so that there won't be, you know, a matter of like, and now who's going to step up? It's like, no, we're already, you know, seeking to cultivate those who desire to lead in the same capacity so that if God transitions us into another season of our lives, that the singles ministry won't die like spiritually or the fire won't go out like they will still be on fire if not 10 times 20 times more so um I think living in the present affects how your future will turn out one of the quotes that I came across uh said old ways won't open new doors so you can't expect to do the same old things and you know expect something new to come from it so I think that's why it's so important to really focus on right now because there's so many things that get accomplished right now there's so many people that are lost right now there are so many people seeking God right now and we can't wait to get to certain spaces to say okay and now we can um and that's dangerous too, you know, just like, well, if when I get a better job, then I can. It's like, but what are you doing with what you have right now? What are you doing with your time that you have right now? How are you being intentional about your finances right now? What is it that you feel like you can you you feel like you can do when when you can do it? right now and I think and the reason why I keep saying that right now is because I think it's just so important you know that we don't find ourselves chasing after something that 
it's not beneficial for us because what if the desires that we feel like we need right now it serves as a distraction serves as a distraction for what God is trying to get you to see in this very moment and you miss out on the blessings of God that he's trying to give you in your in your place of singleness or in your place of marriage or in your place of dating or engagement or whatever stage you're in listening to this and listening to this episode like what is God really trying to reveal to you right now that will tremendously affect your future I'm not saying that there's any there's nothing wrong with having desires I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong there's not I'm not saying that there's so anything wrong with having goals, I think with that is just having a healthy mindset of knowing that, yes, these are my desires, and yes, I will constantly pray about these, but I don't want these desires to become greater for my love for God and trusting that his timing is perfect for me, and whenever he desires to bless me with the things that I do desire, it's going to be great, it's going to be good, it's not going to be confusing, it's going to be smooth, it's going to be everything that I need and more. God said that he will do immeasurably more then you can ask or think. I feel like that's kind of like my theme scripture of this whole entire season of just God blesses immeasurably more than we can ask or think. And are we giving God the room to do what we deem impossible in our lives? What are our prayers like? Get specific in your prayers. What dollar amount do you want to make in your career? What kind of relationship do you want? What type of man do you feel like you need? What type of woman do you feel like you need in order to have an effective ministry of dating, of engagement, of marriage, so that whatever season that God places you is bigger than what it is on the surface level? Or what the eye, the human eye can see. Yes, you're dating, but it's a ministry. How are you ministering to other people in your life that are dating? How are you ministering to other people in your life that are not dating? You know, is your relationship a living example of who God is? Does God, does people get to see a certain characteristics of God in the way that you strive to love each other in that space? Even as single men and women of God, you know, and building healthy one another relationships or being men and women of God who are seeking to have undivided devotion to what God has destined for you in this season. Because the last thing you want to do is look back on your life of singleness and say, man, I should have and I could have, but you did everything that you possibly could to live this life, seek contentment, and really strive to live out everything that God has designed for you in this season, to really know self, to love self, to be happy with self, to, you know, really enjoy God at the core, seek his intimacy, seek what pleases him. You have the time. We have the time to do that now. Because I think that's the one thing that, that's the last thing that I want to say is, man, I didn't really live my single life to the full because I was so focused on what I desired that I missed out on what God desired for me in that season. To really understand self and know self so that when he transitioned me to the next season, I'll be okay. 
and know that there's there's going to be a new set of challenges that come with dating. There's going to be a new set of challenges that come with engagement. There's going to be a new set of challenges that comes with marriage. But because I am starting now to conquer my addictions, to conquer my fears, to let go of things that don't um, serve any purpose for me anymore, um, that reminds me of who God is not. Um, that I have to continually let those things go and surrender to, you know what, God, like you definitely have designed me for greatness. And I need to believe that wholeheartedly and trust your will for my life. And I need to continue to acknowledge you in all of my ways and really ask that your desires become mine. Because I don't know what type of life you've already planned out for me, but all I do know is that I want to be able to enjoy it thoroughly. So with that being said, I'm going to say a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much just for this conversation. God, help us all to just be able to live in the now, live in the present, God, um, and just be able to bask in your glory, um, bask in the things that you have designed for us, that you've already uh, planned for us, that you've already gone before us and done, that we are just your willful servants, God, just trusting and believing in your plan for us, that you are guiding our steps, God, I pray that we can just continue to dig deep into your word and just learn about who you are, learn about your son, and just learn from the various brothers and sisters in the Bible, God, and how they failed over and over again because they were imperfect as well, God, but you continue to bless them, God. Um, you bless them still um, because they chose you. At the end of the day, God, I pray that there's if there's anything that is not like you, God, I pray that you reveal it in our hearts, that we're able to surrender to you, Father God, and that we really desire that your desires become ours, Father God, because you know what's best for us. And I pray that we will just continue to trust you and just have a heart of gratitude and just be grateful for the seasons that you have us in so that we can be able to thoroughly enjoy it, God, so that we don't look back on any season that you move us from, God, with resentment, with regret, God, but just with joyful hope that the new set of challenges that you bring in the next season, God, you know that we know that you will be enough in those seasons and that you will, you know, will carry us through. God, I'm super grateful just to have this platform to be able to speak to your people, to speak to those hearts that are open, um, and to speak to those hearts who are the first time listening as well. God, I pray that they're able to just get something from this conversation and be able to go back and just dig deeper into their words and dig deeper into themselves. Um, God, I pray that we just all are striving to just grow closer and closer to you every single day of our lives, um, to know that you are enough and that uh, we have everything that we need, no matter what season of life we're in. Uh, I pray for the rest of our days. I pray for our weekends. I pray that for safe travels for those who are traveling on the road for this 4th of July weekend. God, keep them safe and bring them home. Um, and that they just have a good time with their friends and family or whoever they decide to hang out with, uh, spend time with this weekend. I pray all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Are you looking for affordable jewelry? Or you just started wearing jewelry and you need to know where to find quality yet inexpensive items? Well, I have the solution for you, MLB Accessories. Miranda is an independent consultant for paparazzi jewelry and it's only $5, I repeat, only $5. She has necklaces and each necklace comes with a set of earrings. She has bracelets, rings, and so much more. She also has accessories for men as well. So go to mlbaccessories.com and shop away. She also goes live every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on her Facebook page, MLB Accessories. Um, so please go and support because this is honestly where I get my jewelry from and I have not been disappointed. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of My Your Own. Whew, that was great to just get off my chest. I um, am so excited just to continue to live in the moment and live in the now and just really be able to shift my priorities and my focus on what God desires from me and for me in this season that nothing that I desire will serve as a distraction but it will only enhance my life in its proper season. I'm so grateful for you guys continuing to follow me in this journey as I am learning the balance of taking care of myself and serving others, growing in my vulnerability while seeking God's love. If you haven't already, please leave a rating and a review and let me know how this has encouraged you or any episode for that matter. Thank you so much for just showing all the love that you have. I enjoy reading the reviews over and over again and just what you have to say and how uh, some of these episodes have been a huge impact to you. Uh, shout out to Janae Motley. Uh, she has been one of my biggest, biggest supporters, biggest fans. Um, and I'm just super grateful for her heart and super grateful just for the way that she loves me and that she supports me. So shout out to you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing to your friends and your church. Um, super grateful for that. This is a platform that I seek to glorify God with. So um, if anybody gets the, the, the glorious thanks, it's God uh, just for um, for being, being him and, you know, just me being, being a willing vessel to be used in whatever way he sees fit um, and talking to you all, guys. So I just pray that you can grow with me um, in this journey because it's, it's tough and community is important. And I think I'm gonna talk about that in one of my episodes of how community is just important. And you know, things, things and people to consider in walking this life because doing it alone is pointless. Um, it's worthless. Um, you, have, you, need, you need people, we need people. But anyways, um, like I said, I hope you have a great 4th of July weekend, you know, spending time with your family and friends. And I will talk to you all next week. Next week will be my birthday special, you know what I'm saying? So it'll be Get to Know Mella Q&A Part 2. So stay tuned. There's probably some things that y'all might want to know, some interesting facts that you probably didn't know. Um, so just be prepared to just have some fun, um, get your laugh on, and um, just get to know more about 
Mwah. So until next time, I'm out of here.